We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, dear one. Thank you for making Journey to Center and allowing me to be a part of your day today. The sun's out, the weather's beautiful, and I'm feeling fine. And I hope you are as well. It wasn't always this way, though. Years ago, I was spread pretty darned thin. I was working hard and I think feeling pretty, consciously feeling pretty good about myself. I was working hard. I was doing good work. I was trying to prove to others that I was... um, I guess, a good person and um, had a great work ethic. And uh, I also had a a strong intention at this point in my life to be of service. I thought this was a really noble intention, right? Being of service. I wanted to help others get to higher ground. And I was going to the front lines. I was doing a lot of work with um, women in prison. I was doing a lot of grief counseling. I uh, ended up uh, in Los Angeles going to uh, downtown LA to go to the uh, prison down there and talk about bringing in uh, my books and doing mandalas down there. They looked at me, me like maybe they didn't know what to do with me, but my strong intention was to serve. I wanted to help people that are suffering get to higher ground. Seemed like a really good thing to do. Um, but in the process, I think I spread myself a little bit too thin. And um, I ended up in a car wreck. And it really kind of it really shook me to my core because I thought I was doing such good work. I thought I was right on track with everything that I was doing. It's like, why, why did this happen? Because I think there's always information in our challenges. And this was a big challenge. So I didn't want to feel like a victim of it. I wanted to figure out what my soul wanted me to learn from it. So I pulled my energy back. I was like, what is going on here? What is it my soul wants me to know? And it was just that I was spread too thin. And I had a lovely girlfriend with me at the time who was supporting me through this process. And I said, but I just want to be of service. I just want to be of service. And she finally said, Tammy, I'm so tired of hearing you say that. I'm like, why? I mean, there's nothing more noble, is there? And she goes, service, shmervis. You're of service when you're in your joy. And I was like, hmm, what? (laughs) She goes, I'm going to tell you a little story about Mother Teresa. You know, there was a reporter that's like, I want to know more about what you do. And he followed her around as she was administering to the sick and the um, infirmed and uh, the poorest of the poor and the, the, the sickest of the sick. And after spending the day with her and much of the day, he had a handkerchief over his nose because a lot of the people weren't smelling that good. He goes, Mother Teresa, how do you do what you do? I wouldn't do what you do for a million dollars. And she goes, neither would I. And it took me a minute to figure out what they were talking about. But she wasn't doing what she was doing for any other purpose than it was her joy. She wasn't doing it really to be of service. She was living her joy. So that really helped me to pull my energy back and figure out, well, what brings me joy? Because although I felt I was doing good work and I was kind of proud of myself, it wasn't that much fun to be in the prison. It wasn't that much fun to do the grief counseling. It's noble, but it wasn't my joy. And for some people, it will be. You know, we each have to take responsibility. And the most important thing we can do is figure out our shape, our balance. 
our alignment. I'm a butterfly. I'm not built for heavy lifting. I figured that out the hard way. I'm not an elephant. I'm lighter than that. And for me to pull my energy back and go, okay, what brings me joy? Joseph Campbell will say, follow your bliss. I think this opening our mind to what that feels like and looks like for you is one of the most important things we can do in our lives so that we can nurture ourselves, so we can replenish our gas tank, so we can show up more fully and authentically empowered in our lives. So to hear, here to have uh, this conversation and continue on with this, finding our authentic shape and coming into balance, is my lovely, wonderful, wise, um, conscious, and generous producer, Remy Smith. You're so, Remy, so kind. <laughs> oh, I like to be kind. It's, it's fun for me. It suits you. <laughs> and you're pretty darn kind as well. And we've had uh, a little bit of a conversation around this, and you had so much um, insight and such wonderful things to contribute that I really wanted to make you part of the conversation, so I'm not just yammering by myself today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. So um, you've probably been listening to me as I've had this lone conversation for a little bit, and we talked about this earlier, and we talked about it last week. So I really just want to invite you to share what's on your mind and heart in regards to what, what I've been talking about. Um, not overextending, not working too hard. Um, what do you think as I, as I say these things? What comes to my mind first is the, the old adage, when you do something that you love for a living, it doesn't feel like work at all. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, there's many different ways to say that, but that's, that's what pops into my mind. And so I think all of us, like you've said so many times on your show before, we're, are given special gifts and talents by God or whoever you believe in or whatever you believe in to share with the rest of humanity. You know, it's, it's kind of our job to figure out what our grand purpose is in life. And when mm -hmm. you find that you can really tap into and live in that, that joy. Um, yeah. you know, it's one thing to have a good hard work ethic, um, when you're working for somebody else, you know, that's very noble. It's very, it's very good. I've always found that, you know, I have no problem getting to work on time and working hard and putting my best foot forward. And, you know, we all make mistakes, but owning up to my mistakes and, and, and just, just always doing a really good job at work or trying as hard as I can to do a good job at work. But I'm, I've always felt lacking in the fact that, you know, I'm working for somebody else. I'm doing somebody's, I'm, I'm helping somebody else live their dream without really um, doing what I love. Right. You know, without right. finding those answers for myself. Yes. And so are, are you doing more for yourself now? What, where are you at in your process? Because well, I do remember, Remy, years ago when we, we've been working together for a long time. Yeah. And it did seem you were really stressed. You seem very different to me these days. It seemed like you were working really hard, spread very thin, and you were very stressed. And now you seem to be such um, a peaceful presence in my experience. And so I'd like to know a little bit more about how this evolution has shifted and how you did this and where you are now. <laughs> well, to be honest, 100%, I am still spreading myself too thin. I'm working too many hours. I'm still working for somebody else and helping them realize their dream. Um, you know, because you still have to pay the bills and, and rent doesn't pay itself and things like that. But um, I think I've learned so much about how to take things as they come and not worry so much and when life gets you down to to move past it in a in a healthier way um so that's probably why i appear to be less stressed uh, i appear mm -hmm. to you know um 
but it's it's not all yeah it's not all sunshine and roses it's uh i'm still struggling to to make ends meet and still not in the place where i need to be uh or where i want to be to live an authentic joyful life but i'm working towards it yeah well it seems you've made a lot of progress and sometimes you know i say we have to crawl before we walk before we run before we fly and so you're heading the right direction and you're starting to get the momentum and it didn't happen overnight for me either you know i did struggle intensely financially and um did work really hard to make ends meet. And then as I was able to do that with more grace and ease, that's when I decided to be of service. And I took that work ethic into that arena of service. And again, had this um, just, I think, innate propensity to spread myself too thin because I grew up with a father that had such a great work ethic. And he did teach me we, we have to work hard to survive. And he also taught me we have to do what we don't want to to survive. And I did believe that. And that got to be my reality for a long time until I realized maybe, maybe I could do something that was more fun. Maybe I could open my mind to more joy because I do think there's job, career and life purpose and life purpose is when we get paid to play. And I've had a lot of jobs. I've had a few careers and now I do think I'm on purpose. So, um, and we don't always go directly from job and working for others to, you know, really aligned, joyful life, purpose life. But we kind of have to get our lessons along the way so we can start to make that shift and then expand in that direction. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, maybe if you win the lottery or something like that, but that's not very realistic, is it? Well, and um, those people tend to not maintain their prosperity because they haven't done the inner work to be able to hold for it and sustain it. Exactly. It might yeah. solve some short-term cash problems, but in the end, is it really going to, and that's why I think they say, you know, money doesn't, doesn't give you happiness. That's not, it's not where happiness comes from. Um, you can be happy and have money for sure, um, but you can be miserable and have lots of money. There's plenty of people out there that, you know, are Fortune 500 CEOs and they're stressed to the nines and just, you know, not living a, a great life. It, it comes from the work that you do internally. And I think it's also, you know, it was a great point that it, it doesn't happen overnight. So what you have to realize in that statement is that if things aren't where you want them to be. If you're feeling like you're, you're just, you're a hamster on a wheel and you're struggling financially and stuff. Well, what little changes can you make every single day or every single week or every paycheck or whatever to make it better? You know, are you saving enough money? Do you put, can you put a little bit more money away to help you reach some of those long-term goals? Can you, you know, really settle into and think about what, you have to offer the world what your joy is, what your, you know, passion is and, and the steps that you can take to make that a reality. Cause it's mm -hmm. not going to happen in just one week or one month or even one year. You have to take little baby steps, but if you're taking those steps little by little, then you'll start to see the results eventually. Yeah. I like um, a quote Calvin Coolidge had said, I, I mentioned this in my book, there's no dignity quite so impressive is living within your means. And I do think as we get on solid ground and we live within our means, then those means can expand. Yeah. And I think that's true um, with our lives, our space, you know, taking responsibility and getting on solid ground. You know, it's like take good care of what you have and the universe will give you more. And especially if we take good care of what we have with that energy of gratitude and um, <clears throat> reverence, I think that that really helps us expand our inner 
container and we, we manifest what we can hold for. And like you'd said, Remy, I, you know, years ago, I was in a relationship with a very, very, very wealthy man. And I made a lot of my own money and I didn't have to struggle financially, but I wasn't happy. And I wasn't happy because I didn't really love myself. I wasn't happy because I didn't really believe that the universe cared about me. Yeah. Um, happiness is an inside job. And it was interesting because I had all this money. I had all this fame. I had all this fortune. And everybody was like, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. I said, I cry every day. But then the guy got tired of me because I was depressed and not that much fun to be around. He replaced me. And then I got to be all those things and broke. <laughs> right. That that was worse. But you know what the gift in that was, is I was brought down to my knees and had to reestablish a, a, a foundation, a strong foundation. And that foundation was my connection to God and the foundation of self-love. And as I've crawled, walked, run, and now I'm flying, that the foundation is solid. The walls of the house have gone up. Um, I've got my roof on it. I've got uh, the interiors lovely. I'm getting it decorated. I'm hanging curtains. It's, it's a solid structure. And the prosperity has returned. And I think it will sustain because I'm on solid ground. And I am happy. And I am in alignment. And I am grateful. And um, I feel like the wind is at my back now. And and I don't think I could have gotten to this place had it not been brought down to the foundation. If I hadn't have done the inner work, I, it was imperative that I, do, that I do the inner work. And that's why my show is Journey to Center. That's why my books are manifesting from the inside out. Because we, I think the most important thing we can do is take responsibility for our inner reality, for loving ourselves, for aligning with that something greater. And as I've personally experimented with this and done this, my life has gotten better. And I'm witnessing your transformation as well as, as I've seen you start to implement the principles. Our conversations these days are very, very different than they were when we first started doing this show. Absolutely. Yeah. And I owe a lot of my growth to you, to everybody at Empower that I've worked with over the years. It's really helped open my eyes to a lot of things. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is to wake up in the morning and just lay in bed for a couple of minutes with my eyes open, with the room dark and nice and quiet. And before I like hop out of bed and get started with the hustle and bustle of my day, just tick off all the things that I'm grateful for. And it's such a great way to start the day. It just really sets your intention for the whole day. And, it, you know, to some people it might sound silly or cheesy or whatever, but it really works. And if you practice it more often than not, you're going to find that you have better days. And when something during the day doesn't go your way, you start getting frustrated about this or you're thinking about something that you shouldn't be or your mind starts going into those nasty places where the little id is giving you all kinds of dark <laughs> thoughts and feelings and things like that. Just go back to the, how did I start my day with gratitude? Yep. You know, so and true. there's so many, yeah, so many bad things happen in life, but if you take it as a lesson, you know, instead of a woe is me or look what happened to me or feeling sorry for yourself, so much of our pain comes from the self so much of our anxiety comes from you know the things that we're talking about to ourselves in our head every day yes just yes. take the time to say you know what this is it might have seemed like a horrible thing at the time but it's really a lesson and did i learn that lesson did i did i really step back from it a couple of feet and and look at it from an outsider's right. perspective and say what what was I supposed to learn from this? You know, whether it's a, a a failed relationship or a failed job or, you know, some sort of mistake you made. We're, life is filled with all kinds of things like that. It's our job to learn from them, and yes, 
use it as a teachable moment and something that you can grow from. The results will take care of themselves. I love the saying, you know, when when we consider um, shifting, why is this happening to me into why is this happening for me? And sometimes when those terrible things happen, like a flu or um, a diagnosis or a car wreck or, you know, the fiance left me. Why is this happening to me? And then when you can really sit with, why is this happening for me? It can take a little while, but if we really sit with that, I think when we ask the question, the answer can show up. And why the fiance left me? Why was that happening for me? So I could learn to love myself and get on solid ground and live a more empowered life. Why did that wreck and car wreck happen for me? It was to get me to pull my energy back, slow down and reprioritize and um, reclaim what it was that I really, really wanted for myself. Because if that would have continued to be, you know, if, if I would have been doing this service work and working in prisons and, and um, continue to show up in my life in a spread thin way and gone the direction I, I was going, um, it wouldn't have got me to the place of, of fulfillment or empowerment or alignment. It would have ushered me away from my connection to God. Even though I thought I was doing, quote unquote, God's work, it was ushering me away from my personal connection to the divine and my joy. And I think our connection with the divine does bring us joy. You know, Joseph Campbell will say, follow your bliss. And we've all heard this saying, do what you love and the money will follow. And so it was really ushering me away from my connection, my bliss and my joy, even though I thought I was doing good work, even though I was very proud of myself because of my work ethic, because I was going to the front lines. It was still not my authentic shape in the world. And we each of us do have a really important piece of the puzzle here on planet Earth. And again, I, you know, I say this all the time. The most important thing we can do is to take responsibility to figure out what that is, to find our authentic shape. Exactly. There are butterflies and there are puppies and there are kittens and there's lions and there's dinosaurs and there's redwood trees. And it's like the redwood tree isn't trying to be <laughs> the butterfly. The elephant isn't trying to be the poodle, you know, we just need to to figure out what part am I playing here? Who am I? The most important thing we can do is know thyself. Isn't it amazing how it it can change your whole perspective on your entire life when you start looking at it from why did this happen to me to why did this happen for me? It really does. It just changes your whole Well, it gets us out of the victim consciousness, consciousness. One of the questions why is this happening to me is victim and disconnected. And the other, why is this happening for me is it's like, this is a learning opportunity. It is empowered and it is a way to open up that conversation and dialogue with the something greater, which is I think what we're supposed to be doing here. When we talk about being on a planet of free will and choice, as I've sat with this recently, there's really only it boils down to two choices. Do we want to do life on our own or do we want to, align with that something greater and do it in partnership and collaboration. To me, that's what the two choices boil down to. And seems like a pretty easy choice when you put it like that. Well, it wasn't until it was. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Once you realize it, I had, no, I have a great story about that. Uh, a a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a a work party for my job that I was supposed to go to. The the bosses were taking us out for a a holiday party a little bit after the holidays, but you know, when everybody could have time and a nice fancy dinner and I was really looking forward to it. Um, But my car needed work. So I took my car to the mechanic on Friday night and the party was supposed to be Saturday. And um, uh, my car was 
supposed to be ready by Saturday afternoon so I could uh, drop my son off and get to the party on time. And there was a big snowstorm and all this kind of stuff happened. And the mechanic called me up pretty late in the day uh, to tell me that it wasn't going to be ready, that I needed more work. It was going to cost more money. (laughs) And so, you know, at first I was super disappointed. I'm going to miss out on this party and, you know, blah, blah, blah. The the car's going to cost more money than I expected. I was bummed. And then I, I just kind of sat back and relaxed and was like, maybe this is happening for a reason. You know, maybe this big snowstorm, whenever there's the first big snowstorm of the year in Michigan, people drive like maniacs and there's a million wrecks and just all kinds of stuff. So maybe, maybe somebody's looking out for me. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe I was going to get into a car accident. I have no idea. Maybe I wasn't, but maybe going to this party was not in the cards for me. So there's nothing I can do about it. Let's just, you know, sit back and relax and enjoy it. And my brother offered to come pick me up. I said, no, it's, it's bad weather. It's really out of your way. You go and enjoy the party. And there's just something telling me that I'm not supposed to, to go out in this mess. And I didn't. And, and who knows, but I was, I was at peace with it instead of frustrated and mad and upset because I was going to miss out. I was at peace with it. And I'm I'm really grateful for, you know, being able to to take a step back and say, all right, you know, what's the big picture here? It's really Mm -hmm. not the end of the world. Yeah. And to be able to relax into that place of peace and realize, I think a big piece of this was for me, was to realize that I'm I'm truly supported and I'm truly loved, even if um, circumstances don't look like that. If I can know that, just like what you did there, Remy, it's like to pull your energy back and just settle into this place of peace, knowing you know what, I'm, I'm safe, I'm supported, I'm loved, even if things don't look exactly like the way I want them to look or prefer them to look, I'm, I'm settled, I'm centered, I'm aligned, and I know I'm, I'm cared for. And to know that we're loved, I think, is, is such an important piece of the puzzle. And, and I think when we don't know, when we don't believe the world is safe and loving or the universe is safe and loving and we don't believe that God cares about us, that is my... Um, sense of what hell is to be disconnected to live from separation to not know that we're essentially and innately and um unconditionally adored that's hell yeah and when we can relax into that place of peace and know that we are supported and adored and loved to me that's heaven and the more i've experimented with this the more i open my mind and heart to this relationship with the divine the better my life gets Years ago, when I was struggling and suffering and afraid because so many bad things were happening to me, my teacher said, well, do you believe the universe is a safe and loving place? I went, no. I mean, God, look, look at the stuff that's happening in my life. And then I pointed to all the bad things that were happening in the world and, you know, abuse and indignities that happened to good people. And and then it occurred to me, well, maybe maybe I'm struggling and suffering because that's that's a really deeply held subconscious belief. Maybe I need to open my mind to a different possibility. And, you know, when I talk about you crawl before you walk, before you run, before you fly, there was no way I was going to commit. Oh, okay. I I just all of a sudden flipped the switch and I believe that I'm loved and safe. It wasn't that easy. It was like, you know what? I'm going to experiment with this possibility and I'm going to give it two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) For two weeks, I'm going to quote unquote pretend and imagine that I am safe and loved, adored and supported. And I have to tell you, Remy, it was pretty interesting because almost right away there were God winks. Almost right away after I said, okay, God, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to pretend you love me and I'm going to relax. Immediately, like later that afternoon, like two hours later, 
I got a phone call. Somebody was like, I was wondering, you know, I've seen your artwork. I was wondering if you might paint a painting for me. I'd like to commission a piece. It was like, you know, $750. <laughs> I was like, what? And then little Godwinks started to happen. And I was like, wow, I really am feeling kind of like seen and supported and loved. And the more I believed it, the more life started show, showing up in a more supportive, loving way. And so the two weeks came and went, and I've never gone back to that, that other way of being. And it just continues to expand and flourish, and so does my life. It's, it's like a snowball effect. And, yes. and either way, if you're focused on the negative and you're focused on the why is this happening to me, it can snowball mm -hmm. and turn into an avalanche. But if you're focused on the positive and I'm going to just put it in God's hands and, and let you know, the chips fall where they may and realize that I'm loved and that mm -hmm. you know, my best intentions are out there, then it turns into a snowball effect in a positive way. And yeah, it's, it's like wonderful. I talk about, are you spiraling down? Are you spiraling up? And for a lot of years, my life was spiraling down. And um, these days, it's definitely spiraling up. And I'm like, how good can it get? And I heard God say, it's infinite. Yep. <laughs> I'm just so excited. So, Remy, it looks like we've been having a nice conversation here. And it's almost over. Is that right? Uh, it happens. It <laughs> the happens. time flies Joy when happens. you're having fun. Well, to my friends and my listeners, I hope you've enjoyed my time with Remy. As I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. This has been such a blessing. And um, I hope that you are feeling empowered and on the right track and starting to spiral up. And I just invite you to be in touch with me at TammyBPhD.com. And of course, um, we have a Facebook page, don't we, Remy? We do indeed. Okay, so find us on Facebook, connect with us, continue the dialogue and conversation. Just know that you're in our heart and prayers that empower, and we want for you to live a more joyful, empowered, prosperous, bliss-filled life. That's why we do what we do. So God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now. 